0: feels like camp we had a wonderful meeting last night and i just trust we'll carry on right this morning so we welcome you in the name of our lord jesus we're looking forward to hearing from our brother michael and being together once again maybe we can just turn the screen number 11:30. just trying to think of songs for this morning and just holy 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 just kept coming to mind and looking for songs that would just be in the lord's will for this morning and so this is what we felt to sing and so i trust that we could just enter in together as we worship singing a song out of Revelation. worship Him this morning, saints. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord Jesus. We've been set free to worship Him this morning, saints. Oh, we can just thank Him for His goodness to us and for His presence with us this morning. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All hail King Jesus. Let's sing that together. saints we would remember him and all would go well and grab a swift recovery. And I think we're still working on that, so maybe we can just sing another
1: song while they bring
2: I can, brother Ryan. I certainly bless can. You. Can you hear me? We can hear you. All right. Nice to see everyone this morning, both on the U.S. side and the Canadian side. This morning, coming through Zoom and through streaming. We wish to greet you this morning, brother Biskel and myself, to pray that God will give you a special day in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, there's. Uh, this is my first service back since. I was down in the States, I've been in quarantine for two weeks, and Michael will be doing the same. We want to thank the Lord for um, watching over his people through this time of, uh, I call it the crazy virus, but it's a virus time, who's watched over our, our people in a very, very special way. And through this time, you know, we must get our eyes off of the negative and see the positive. We've had saints added to the body, both on the U.S. side and the Canadian side. And I will do a, I'll be doing a personal baptism of a dear and sweet sister, who is the mother of a brother that has grown up in this church. She's a doctor now in Oregon, and, and she will be baptized, Lord willing, next Sunday in a private baptismal service. And, and God, it's all through COVID, all through COVID, God adds to the body. And last night we had a wonderful service with the young people. We had about 40, 45 here in Canada while you were enjoying Michael down in the US side. This is a, this is, these are victories that were, were being won, especially when a young person is being moved by God to recommit their lives to Christ. Those are special times. I want to thank you for your emails, your texts, your phone calls, the soothing and simply amazing support You have given to the ministry over this time. It's been wonderful, and I thank you for that. Over this time, there have been people that don't have churches. They don't have um, nowhere to really uh, tie into the word, and um, they have chosen, for whatever reason, the Lord has chosen them to come to or join with us at Cloverdale, and they have given their support through their tithes and offerings. There's over 45 people over this this year period i just wanted you to know that your giving has been tremendous the support is fantastic the word still goes out and people still get saved and people still are one for the kingdom of god not only here whether it be in china whether it be in india doesn't matter where they're hooked up we know that god is faithful it was a great service last night and a great subject state of emergency and people don't quite understand really, the state of emergency, that God, rich in mercy, would send a messenger at this state of emergency. He's a search and rescue man that sent a message to gather us. Behold, I'll send you Elijah the prophet before the great... Saints, I'm charged this morning. Elijah the prophet before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And that word dreadful means great suffering. It's fearful. It's terrible. You can say amen. But God rich in mercy gave you Malachi 4 to get through this thing. And I praise him this morning. That God raises up ministry to hold the torch high. We want to thank the Lord Jesus for that. The vision. I want you to remember this. You know, people come, people go. But God adds to the body. And God has added to this body in this COVID. Don't look at the ones that go. Look at the ones that come. And God's brought in. You rejoice because it's God that brings the souls to the kingdom. A vision. We have a vision. We've had a pastor. We have a pastor. Without the school, the young people couldn't have met last night. Without a camp, you people couldn't meet today. Without a church, I would not be standing here. And God raised up and gave a vision to a man of God, our pastor, Brother bishop. He's seen fruits of it. Times of trouble. Terrible times. Fearful times. But he has sent this message around the world. And we've been a part of the vision. Sister Eleanor, don't ever fail to understand that This church is a part of the vision of this word going around the world. It's a tremendous Tremendous blessing. I'm encouraged to see the saints gather down there in the States. It comes with great cost. Michael will have to quarantine for two weeks. I just got out today since being down there. But we're going to do whatever we can to further this gospel. Because we are one body. And we will do it. We will sacrifice for it. And I appreciate your prayers, your love and support. And so with that, we'd like to go to prayer. He's already provided Brother Ryan. I don't know whether that can sync with me or you can play it in the background. I don't care. But this morning, we want to pray for Brother Peter. He had that chemo that has damaged one of his eyes. He's going into surgery tomorrow. Our Pastor Brother Biscal, is also going tomorrow morning for an eye surgery. It's amazing that it, two of them are going at the same time. We want to remember Sister Bev Charman. We want to remember Brother Milko Ravbar. We want to remember all those that have a need within their body. That we can, we can now come before the throne of grace. Together as a body. To believe for the supernatural. Because he's the same yesterday. Today and forever. So let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Hallelujah, Lord, my heart is charged with the presence of God that is here this morning. We love you with a great love, Lord, and we're thanking you for the grace of God, that God, rich in mercy, sent the resurrection by our way through a message that is raising us into the heavenly places. Lord, we're not looking to a man, but we're looking to God himself that uses man with vision. And we are the beneficiaries of that vision. And we want to give you praise and glory and honor. Do your holy name this morning. Lord, we pray, God, that you will move supernaturally as you did last night. And you touched Sister Joy's heart. Lord, through us a wonderful message. I pray you'll continue to move us, charge us into, Lord, what you have for us. What a God. God rich in mercy sent us a message Lord to be sheltered in the arms of God Brother Biscoe going for an eye operation direct the physician's hands Lord may it be supernaturally directed of almighty God may you be present for Brother Peter also as they both will go into eye surgery may there be victories won for the kingdom of God Sister Bev Charman Lord She's got a kidney problem. How often the prophet said, you have a kidney problem. You've got a liver problem. But in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, stand up and be whole. You're the same God. Whether it be Brother Milko in the state that he's in or whether it be those that are sick amongst us, I pray that the blessed Holy Spirit will start moving upon your people and heal them, Lord, and grant to them great faith, I pray. Lord, Brother Michael will be taking this morning service. He blessed us last night. I pray, God, you'll use him this morning. Lord, it doesn't matter who the name is. We just want you glorified and lifted up in all your glory. So would you bless the people? Bless us all as we hear the word of God this morning, committing every need to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's one announcement also. I want to give this morning, uh, we've had a, a precious couple that's been with us over these last past years, Brother Clarence and Sister Audrey Mozart, they've been a part of our assembly and he wanted to give special greetings, Brother Ed, he wanted to give special greetings, Brother Clarence and Sister Audrey, they'll be leaving us, they've uh, sold their farm and uh family that bought the farm I'm sure will use it as much as they did I'm astounded at the number of people that they've entertained within our assembly and we want to thank brother Clarence and sister Audrey from the depths of our hearts for what they have contributed to this little church they'll be leaving this week for Vernon and he wanted this to be said could this be read from the pulpit this morning absolutely brother Clarence the Lord willing this week Thursday will be moving to Vernon. We want to thank the ministry and pray that the Lord would guide and strengthen and bless them in their task. Goodbye to the congregation, and may we meet again, if not here at Jesus' feet. I would like to leave you, Brother Clarence, with Clarence's favorite text out of Psalms 25 four and five. Show me thy paths, O Lord, teach me thy paths. Lead me in truth. Teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Audrey's favorite scripture, Psalms 91. And may the Lord Jesus bless you all. Clarence and Audrey Mozart. Well, God bless them, and may they go in the name of the Lord. They're moving up to Vernon to be with their daughter, and I I think that's wonderful. Up into their 80s, they've been a part of us. And may the Lord be with them. God bless you this morning. I'll turn it back to you, Brother Ryan and Michael. God bless you. Amen. You may have your seats. And Brother Caleb's going to come
0: and sing for us. And we also have another very special day today. Brother Steve and Sister Tracy. It's their 33rd wedding anniversary today. God bless you, Brother Steve and Tracy. <laughs> telling Andrew this morning I'm like they look exactly the way I remember them the whole time I've lived here so I don't know if you'll change all that much on the other side you'll still you might your beard might not have as much gray brother Steve but I think you'll look exactly the same God bless you today amen brother Caleb
3: never said that I would give you silver or gold, or that you would never feel the fire or shiver.
0: To you. amen praise the lord thank you brother caleb i think this might be his last sunday with us for a little while lord willie <laughs> as he moves to canada we pray that god bless you and sister hannah I wish we could be with you on your wedding, but there will be another wedding supper that we can all be together. And we're looking forward to that more and more every day. Amen. We're going to invite our brother Michael. And just as he comes, we're going to sing a song that we sang last night. Uh, There's a scripture in Habakkuk. For those of you who wonder where some of this song comes from, Habakkuk 2.14 says, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. This song is called, We Will See Miracles, We Will See Giants Fall, and We'll Walk on Water. I believe we've been doing that, and we're going to continue to do so until the day that God calls us away. So maybe we could just all sing this together as we invite our brother Michael. let start with the first verse. You said that when we
1: ask, we will receive, we take you at your word so
4: fire fell on the tabernacle what a moment that would have been same one today may that same presence fall right here in this chapel amen we will see your glory in every one of our lives this morning amen god bless you good to see you my goodness what a joy sister sherry seen you so many times on the zoom good to see you in person each one of you i'm just my just drinking in i know brother tom did too just drinking in to see each one of your faces we had a wonderful time last night apologize many times because i just took way longer than i ever thought but we had a good time did we not i did i don't know about you but we did but elias it was good time <laughs> amen when he comes as Brother brandon says when he comes something good happens amen when he comes and so this morning we pray that he comes one more time may something wonderful happen in each of our lives amen amen well we won't take any more time, I do want to thank Brother Ryan, Sister Elena, everybody, Sister Lisa, Sister Ruth, all the ones, the Walman family, the Frey family. We just, everybody just jumps into these, in their, you know, fills all the little gaps, and boom, here we are, having a mini camp. My, we're lucky. <laughs> we're lucky and blessed, that's what it is. And so, thank you so much just to jump in and put the weekend together. and we. It was just relaxed. I don't know It we just, everybody in the annex, and we were just had a nice day yesterday. Good to see you, better Dan. God bless you. So we'll turn to our Bibles. Actually, I wanted to just sing a little song. I just want to sing um Jesus' name above all names. Just as sweetly as we turn to the word today. Oh Jesus. Name above. that little song Jesus name above all names no name by which no other name by which men can be saved it's our Jesus Emmanuel who left heaven and its glories to come and shed your blood for us to be God with us Lord and Lord then you send your Holy Spirit so you can be God in us Jesus We invite you this morning, whether in this little chapel, whether in a sanctuary, whether in a little home, Lord, it don't matter where it is, but Lord, we invite you that you would be God, Emmanuel, present this morning in each place where your believers, where your sons and your daughters are gathered, Lord. We commit the service, Lord. All that will be said, Lord, may you speak, Jesus, not man, Lord coming Lord just maybe a little nervous but Lord we pray that you would just bring your peace Lord it passes all understanding your calmness Lord and we can enjoy your word and fellowship Lord and what you've given us we can be strengthened in our heart in our body and soul and spirit this morning in Jesus Christ's name amen and amen amen God bless you. We're going to turn to the scriptures. Thank you, musicians. We're going to turn to uh, Isaiah 43. 43 verse 1. I'm going to try and... Uh, a couple weeks ago I spoke fearless. and I didn't quite finish it. And uh, so we're going to try and go where we were trying to go. And a little different maybe from uh, how I've spoken in the past a little bit. Just a couple thoughts. just Maybe just to kind of speak through. And and, uh, just different areas of scripture that maybe aren't touched on a little bit. But Lord help me a little. And we'll just enjoy his word. Amen. I love this scripture. One of my favorite scriptures. Let's read now. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee. This is God speaking. O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee. Beautiful. I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. This isn't just some general call. Oh you. No. I have redeemed thee, and I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. Glory, There's enough in that scripture to set all of us on fire. I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. Oh, this is him speaking. This isn't someone else. This is him speaking. Beautiful. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, and Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Amen and amen. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, it is. Let's I'm gonna we'll turn to uh you can have your seats, and just while you do, I will turn to John fifteen, sixteen as well, just a couple other scriptures that we'll read before we go a little further. John fifteen, sixteen. You can turn and I'm gonna Actually, I'm just going to slow down. How's that? <laughs> I'll slow down. We have some time, I guess, don't we? Maybe we don't. Do we have some time? Okay. <laughs> just checking at the rate of that amen back there. I was getting scared. <clears throat> like, no, but Mike, you ate up three quarters of your time last night. So you got about 15 minutes. <laughs> All right. John fifteen sixteen. Ye have not chosen me. But I, Jesus speaking, I have chosen you. You didn't have really anything to do with it. You didn't choose me. I, Jesus, chose you. And ordained you. Ordained you. That ye should go and bring forth fruit. That your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Amen. I chose you. Ephesians 1. 4 and 5, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. What incredible scriptures. Just just reading those, God just, just outpouring his thoughts about you and about me. Now, when we think about, I just want to speak, uh, if I titled it this morning, speak Chosen to be Fearless. And again, just kind of laddering off, I know we've been hearing, this would be four services per se, that even connecting to fear. Brother Murphy spoke the last, uh, last couple of services, and I spoke on, so God has obviously been trying to trying to tell us something. I think if we summed it all up, there's nothing to fear. Amen I there's nothing to fear and uh, and we've been given obviously given satan a couple 1 2 KO punches on this one because he's, he's uh, th- this whole age is driven by fear and so we wanted to speak on that but it, as we were speaking chosen I have chosen you I have ordained you I've redeemed you I've called thee by name the scriptures you've read but everybody if we go back to choosing everybody loves to uh, you know to be picked who's who's uh, who we went to school and who stood along the back of a fence and uh, you know it's a soccer game or baseball game and it's like okay we line up time to choose teams and it's like okay yeah, line up and choose teams who's 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 been there in school huh okay pretty well some of you half of you and you get to stand there on the chain link fence and it's like okay you guys you captain and oh yeah i'll pick him and him and her and her and her and you're like uh whoo, whoo, whoo. huh yeah, who's, who's ever been last? Okay, no, I won't even ask. Okay. <laughs> I've been last before, too, so I can say it, too. I even stand there, like, yeah, anybody going to pick me? Anytime? Soon? Yeah, who likes being picked first? It's like, yeah, I'll take, I'll take Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah, Jeremiah's on our team. It's a big deal, huh? It's like, yeah, I got you guys. I got this game under control. Who's, who's been there? We like being chosen. It, 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 there's something about being picked. You know, pick number one. Am I the only one? No, I know it. <laughs> I know it. It's kind of this ego-lifting moment that, that uh, you know, I'm, 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 the, I'm, I'm top pick. It's a big deal to be first pick. It's a big deal to be first pick, right? First pick of a team. And, uh, you know, pe- t- people pay big money to get the option to have a first pick in sports. Right cost, and there's certain things that go in, involved with certain things to get first round draft pick for certain things, right? And people want to surround themselves and choose and, and pick the, the, the key players or, or movers and shakers in certain realms, and so you know there's a choosing here. People like to choose greatness, they like that around them. I looked at uh, uh, I think who knows who Joe Burrow is? Mm, I know I saw that, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's first pick on the draft, right? Is that about right here? NFL, right? He got yeah. He got like thirty-six million bucks for being for being that pick. He got so, he got a lot of money because he's first. He's chosen number one. Okay, and all the way went down there. So there's a big deal to be cho- to be to be chosen. We like to be chosen. To be you know high up on that top list. Nobody wants to be the last guy. I thought you know how many. How many people have ever lived on this planet? It's somewhere between like 100 and 113 billion or something like that. People have, who, who would know, but um, out there, these are just figures they're trying to put together. But to be chosen, if, you know, if there was like a, a somehow your chances of being picked for something out of all humanity are very, 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 very slim. Point. Zero, 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 eight. Pretty much nothing, right? You know, if it's like, okay, out of all humanity, I'm going to pick Brooke. The chances of being that one person picked for something, it's just, it's like next to nothing. It's very slim, very slim chance. Brother Bram says, but God didn't leave. He did. Why you businessmen wouldn't run your office like some people try to think that God runs his program haphazard. God knew. God just didn't, oh, I just like that person and that person. No, he knew exactly who he's choosing. It wasn't left to happenstance or haphazard or some way of, of finding who he calls, who he predestinated. It was specific. He called you by name. He knows. Not haphazard. He knew before the foundation of the world. Who would be saved. And who would not be saved. By predestination. By foreknowledge. He saw every member. Put every name. On the Lamb's book of life. Before the church ever began. Amen. No. There's no. God didn't leave this. It's not to chance. Chance that something. Chance that someone's going to believe you. No. He knew because he called you by name way before, way before the foundations of the earth ever were established. He knew you. Is that not glorious? He knew you. Yet he loved me. Jesus come to seek and save that which was on that book. He bought the book of redemption. It was lost. He redeemed us. And by all names was on and all, all names was on the book was redeemed he redeemed us amen my amen you said, well how then how is he how how do i respond to that call and i was just pondering if he put that name your name way on there then he put the inside you something inside you that was going to then respond when that little eagle scream started to scream across he started to put his word starts going out down through the ages, each one starts coming forth. That was on the book long before the foundation where they start screaming out your word, his word. And then there's that little tug to respond, that little call inside. Amen. But Abraham says, then, as I said many times, you recognize that. Why? Because your name was there. You were to predestined to respond. Amen. He said, there's something pulling you towards his word, something inside of you pulling you to respond. Amen. That's beautiful, and we'll get to why. You were born for that. You were born for it. I, 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 want, I, don't, I don't want to jump ahead here, but that should take every aspect of, oh, am I going to make it? Am I, am I going to do it? Get all this anxiety? am I going to? No. You were If your name was there, it's finished. He says, "I've called you by name long before the world even began so then where's the pressure it should be rest rest little bride for all as well we enter into his rest because we are predestinated by election to be with him isn't that beautiful amen do we press yes we have to we we, we press into it we have battles here etc but we are foreordained there's no way he can lose you God isn't like, well, I have this person, but and he's mine, and I've written his name in the Lamb's Book of Life, and lose you? Impossible. Impossible. I want you to just ponder that. Because that should bring such a comfort and such a rest into the bride of Jesus Christ that he knew me, he called me, he ordained me, he knows me by name before i even existed how are you gonna fail how is he gonna let you falter how is he gonna let you just go by the wayside it won't be so because he already planned it long before he said david's gonna make it ken is gonna make it his name was wrote way back and he knows exactly what you're going through and then he provides what you need to get through it amen amen says there you are entering into the promised land how do we get into it we are predestinated to it predestinated to it. this is not chance the church by the foreknowledge of God has been predestinated to what to his honor by his grace of the glory and worship of God Papa sitting back there in the beginning self-existent nothing around him imagine this nothing just God Nothing around him. It didn't exist. But he wanted something to worship. So he foreordained and predestinated a church. Because he desired worship. And before the foundation of the world. Put their names in the Lamb's book of life. Where they slain before the foundation of the world. That they might appear to his glory. To his praises at the end of time. When we'll gather all things to one man. Jesus Christ. But our man goes. <sighs> if you listen to it. It'll oh my, he, said, he says, that's it, glory, and that's right, my brother, don't ever move from it, don't ever move from it, don't ever move from the fact that he's ordained you, he's predestinated you, and he wrote your name, that's what he does, don't ever move from that, anchor that, because as many, John says, as many as received him, them gave he power, to become sons of God he gave power to become sons of God God bless you good to see you amen so it's not anything by your own accord he pours it in because he preordained it amen this is kind of taking it a lot of out of your out of your hands as far as arrest and saying I'm his he knows who I am and I walk in his promises and because it's because it's in you there's a draw there's a pull if there's no pull there only God's elect is going to be drawn to his word right only, only the sons and daughters of God are going to desire his word are going to desire him are going to desire a walk with him that's, that's where when, when that ego screams, you're pulled towards that that is what a son and daughter of God will do amen because they're called by name but Abraham says make no mistake A person that's truly baptized by the Holy Ghost into the body of Christ, receiving the fullness of the Spirit, will be in the Word all the way. Very important. I just quote as we we just move through here. Will be in the Word all the way. This is not no halfway. This is not no ninety nine point nine nine percent way. This is all the way all the way he says that is the evidence of being baptized with the holy ghost multitudes fail there and when they fail to go on in that word their names are taken off the book of life we'll go into this a little later okay that evidence of the holy ghost you will go all the way all the way we'll Brother Branham, as we go into a little bit of this subject, he goes, this is a bit of a... If I quoted him correctly, he said, this is an area that's a difficult portion of the Word, is what he says in the Church Age book. Because you're going through... But it's the Word, nonetheless. And important that we know the Word of God. Because you can't be a 99.999% believer. Impossible. Because a Holy Ghost filled predestined the seed of god will go every step of the way all the way and guess what it's in them to go all the way it's in you to go all the way don't think like, well am i am i going to be no it's in you if you're a seed of god it's been preordained in you predestinated your name has been wrote down and you have to go all the way because it's in you to do it amen that will unction you the Holy Spirit will unction you to follow his word all the way amen but I know in whom I have believed I just wrote down know our earthly knowledge do, do, we, do we know our earthly knowledge You know, we, we know a lot of things we know a lot of things we know a lot of our problems and our trials and we get wrapped up in them and we can detail them out and we know it we know everybody else's issues. We know what, what we what we don't like. You know, we know a lot of things. We can detail out nitty-gritty aspects of all the, these things in the world that affect us. But it should pale in comparison to our knowledge of who we are. That's what we need to know. Not of all, all the stuff of the world, all the issues of life. But do we know who we are? In Christ Jesus. That's a vital knowledge. To recognize exactly who I am. My position in Jesus Christ. If we don't know that. Well we ain't getting out of here yet. Because when we when we know who we are. When the bride recognizes her position. What's the rest? Amen. Amen. So it's vital to know who we really are. And that's where if we were talking in the prior service. We spoke on. David and we spoke on Shamgar and we spoke on different ones who were fearless because they knew David was anointed he knew who he was he knew exactly he, there's no way Goliath's going to kill me because I'm supposed to be king he knew this right so he could step out there in faith because sorry Goliath there ain't nothing you can do to me there's nothing the world can do to you because you can step out in faith because Satan I'm already his I have a rapture I have, I'm reigning as queen of heaven there's nothing you could do Step out in faith. He did. And took his giant down. Amen. Because he knew his position. He was anointed to take him down. And anointed to go even much, much further. So then there was no worry. Amen. No worry. So I was thinking about. You know when a soldier goes into battle. If he already thinks he's dead. He's kind of invincible. Right. If you go into war, and it's like, you know what, I'm not coming out of this. I mean, it's too, go back to World War II, like, you know what, people were dying, lots of people were dying, and you just go in, just go in, you know what, I'm not coming back. If I don't come back, that mentality, you're you're invincible, because you're not fearful of what's ahead. I'm just going to hit it, I'm going to put my effort into it, I'm going hard, I'm going all the way, and what comes, what comes. But someone is, I don't want to die. It's different. It's different. Because there's they have the fear. But when you take the fear away, say, Lord knows, you can fight like a lion. You can fight like a lion. Because it's his time. And there's no worry in that. And that's what David could do. No fear in it. And so he could fight. Because he knew God would God was gonna take him all the way. But around said, Here not long ago I seen a Christian science woman trusting God for her child in California and it died. And from Maine to California, the papers throwed it out. Divine healing. All fanaticism. Baby dies without medical treatment. This is headline. Okay? And the same time that it was passing over the nation, the doctors lost at least 10,000 cases. Oh, but they wouldn't want to brand medical science fanaticism. If I could go here at the graveyard here tonight and say, All you died under medical treatment, stand up. And all you died under trusting the Lord, stand up. Who would have more? Who would have more? Medical treatment. Shame if we can't stand on the word of God. Who cares what they say? You don't be fearful to step out in faith. I said, Oh God, help us recognize. Who we are, our position, and don't be fearful. Well, what, what if my faith's not enough? You're dead right there. Right there. Step out in faith on His word saying, whatever happens, whatever, whoever says whatever, if it doesn't happen, well, like Abraham Bram says, they went down believing and they died. Well, look what how many died believing in a medical system. Not saying the medical system's bad, but there's thousands upon thousands more that believed in medicine and have died. Why aren't we raising them and saying it's fanaticism? No. Amen? That's what Brother Brown's saying. Don't don't falter at being willing to step out in faith. Step out in faith. It says, way in the balance. Sauce for the goose is for the gander. As if you have to measure all divine healing because one case is lost. Then if one case is lost under medical treatment, it's fanaticism. Come on. Let us reason together. That is right. Amen? And so I just wanted to talk about just to Lay that in there so that we don't don't get fearful on being able to step out because someone might think, well, maybe your faith's not great enough to you know to to believe for that. Just believe for that. Put the rest aside. If you're a Christian and believe it all along, God will. Your testimony will bring it will bring and right your testimony will bring you right into it. Your testimony. Will bring you right into it. If you believe in healing, believe that God has healed you, confess it. God will make your body obey your confession, for he's the high priest of your confession. We know that. But how many times does Satan just plant in your mind, well, yeah, you, know, you might not, that's too, you know, you can't believe for that. Or you're, you, and just plants the little seeds of doubt, little bits of fear that you don't want when you step out because you're scared that maybe your faith won't reach it? That's just a lie of the devil. That's trying to hinder you from even making a step of faith. Right? you know the little story we've told it before of John of the, the, I believe it was John Ryan who came up and told Brother Brown. I thought you told me I was healed. He said I thought you told me you believed, right? You know that you know the account. Yeah, well, believe, believe, Brother Brown. How many times you say? As your faith, you know, you know, you'll be healed as you believe. As you believe, as your faith, right? That's. You, That's where it lands is our our faith in Jesus Christ and who we are. Amen in his word. So. We want to be able to know. I was thinking Job. We talked about Job last night a little bit. And uh, what he went through. Brother Bram says. He says. As Job went through. He says. I know my redeemer liveth said lord let us come to an i know moment in our walks with you i know we're not just guessing i I think i am or i think no it's i know he said i know my redeemer liveth he said i know i know he said what do you know job i know my redeemer liveth he knew it it anchored deep within him whatever he went through but he knew jesus christ was his redeemer was going to raise up on the last day it didn't matter if these skin worms destroyed the body but he knew so, oh God, I said, help us recognize and know you are chosen for this time. I know I'm anointed for this time. I know I can defeat the enemy because he is with me each step of the way. And stagger not as Abraham staggered not at the promise. Amen. Amen. Now. But Abraham says that the purpose. First we know most surely. That the purpose of God. Stands in election. It was purposed in himself. It was his purpose. To bring forth a people. Like unto himself. That would be a word bride. She. You. Was chosen before the foundation of the world. In him. She was redeemed by his blood. And can never come into condemnation. Never come Into condemnation. Never. Ever. Why? Because you're redeemed by his blood. I did this. I failed here. I I can't make it here. I made a mistake here. Never come into condemnation. Because you're redeemed by his blood. And can never be in the judgment. Because sin cannot be imputed unto her. Incredible. Blessed is the man As the scripture said. Whom the Lord will not impute sin. But she indeed will be with him on his throne of judgment. Judging the world. And even angels. Her name. Each of her members. Was written in a section of the Lamb's book of life. Before the foundation of the world. As we've said. Your name was written. And because of that. Blessed are you. Who sin cannot be imputed on. Amen. I want to get into into that a little bit. Here as we go into the book of life the Lamb's book of life and just, just, talk, just go through that word a, a, a little now I was pondering he chose us for a reason he chose us for this time anointed for this moment carrying on the same works that jesus did as he was here on earth that's the kind after his kind he said but abraham says and there there would be a time come forth when he could express himself in the fullness of his godhead deity through his church have the preeminence of the church oh my what the anointed man now the anointed people oh my he says to bring back the anointed bride glory To bring back the anointed bride. Anointed by why? Accepting what Eve turned down. And coming back with the anointing of the word. Because he said my word is spirit. See anointed with the word. He comes back. And we have accepted. Where? 80% of the way? 99% of the way? All the way. All the way. Eve didn't accept one little piece of it. Men, all the way. And that's what the Lord is wanting. He's wanting a bride that will reject any reasoning, any doubt, any any thoughts from the enemy, any twisting of the word, any little bit. Anything that can get you off. That's what he's trying to do. But it's impossible for a son or daughter of God. Impossible. Amen. What aspects of Christ? So then as we as I was pondering about being in his image and just being who God made us to be. Be, being that anointed word bride and and we, we think about and we, we speak about sing about all the you know miracles and the things that we, we want to see moving through the church and I was just pondering this and and I said well what aspects of Christ are we are we portraying in the, in in portraying his image and so then I just thought what about we can we can look at a lot of the mighty miracles and we want to see the the bride Burst forth with these aspects, and we see it, see them. But I thought, what about what about portraying just that tender love, the tender love that he took, that he just took and sat down and brought the children on his knee and talked to them about the kingdom of heaven? What about these aspects? This is his image. This is his image, or the forgiveness, as he said to this to the little sister, "Where are your condemners? Where are they? How about that aspect of Jesus Christ? This image." That he portrayed to us that we need to portray. How about on the cross? Thief on the cross. This day, you'll see me in paradise. Or the peace as we talked last night, peace that stilled troubled waters. This is also the image of Christ that needs to be pouring out of our lives if we, she is him. Amen? What image are we portraying? Gentleness. I think of the man that Jesus would have stepped down there and mixed up that little spit and mud and just rubbed it into his eyes just think of the gentle hands he would have taken and that man's face just rubbed his eyes this is also the image that we are to betray. Lord help our lives to reflect Christ in these aspects of our lives amen there was the righteous anger as he went through the temple with a with whip and purged the temple there are the moments when the Holy Spirit came in, and Ananias and Sapphira, and dealt with sin. These are all aspects of it. And I said, Lord, what, what aspects are we portraying? We're we focusing on some, some other areas, but maybe are, we're a little bit, little bit needing to say, Lord, move through my life in just maybe some love. Maybe a little gentleness. Maybe a little kindness. Maybe a little brotherly kindness. This, Lord, is the fruits of your spirit moving through us. Amen. Amen. All right. So you say... He knew me. I am saying here. Scripture says that he knew me by name. Isaiah, as we read. So let's just take a look at that. We're just going to walk through maybe some scriptures and just ponder through this. It says, "Book of uh, Revelation says, and and they all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world." But Abraham says in the church ages, it's one book, one book. You can hear Book of Life, you can Lamb's Book of Life. He says it's one book. The book says, and he said, Anytime there's mention of a book of names, it's the book of life, the beast that thou sawest, Revelation seventeen, and isn't and is not as it is not, shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition, and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. Revelation twenty. says, I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. The books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of these, out of these, and the sea gave up her dead, etc. So we we have a book of life. Also referred to as Lamb's Book of Life, but Abraham talks about that being a section in the book of life where the chosen names, though the bride, are written and cannot, cannot be removed. Cannot be removed. This should draw draw such a piece. That passes all understanding. Because he says I know thee by name. And there's a place. There's a section in the book of life. The Lamb's book of life. A section there that has your name written on it. And it cannot be moved. Amen. That is something to rejoice about. Because as a son and daughter of God, when you are fulfilling all the word, the Holy Spirit has filled you in your desire. Your desire is for him. Proving that he is in you. Because but Abraham says, Lord, I don't know if I have the Holy Ghost. it. To... He says, what was your, what's your desire? What was it? What is it now? Showing you a life that has been transformed. Amen. And so sometimes, I'm just, we're going to look at the little, little, uh, little, uh, the other side a little bit here. So we have a, we have the book of life. Where it's in heaven. That's what Luke says. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen. So your names are written in heaven, long before the foundation of the world, in a book of life, not to be removed. Glory, not to be removed. Just a little little lesson here as we kind of go through a little bit of a as would say, a Sunday school lesson. All right, for this next little piece here. But there are different, I'd say different groupings of people, as Brother Branham goes through in the church ages, that are part of the book of life. All right? One group, names on the book of life, they'll come up in the second resurrection to judgment. First resurrection is rapture. And these, this, this is people like Foolish Virgin. That uh, did not did not receive the Holy Spirit, and the righteous are spoken of in Matthew 25. In this class, it's those that don't, who do not worship the beast or become involved in the Antichrist system. They will come up in this. They're come up in the second resurrection. They are not heirs to anything but life. They share no throne, etc. With him. Their names must have been in the book of life and not removed. Okay. And not removed. Because if you go through the rest of it. There's actually. And Brother Branham goes through in detail. Because there's those that go, don't go all the way. And names are blotted out of the book of life. And it just put a real Lord. Jesus. You're. What an. It just. His sovereignty is incredible. God's sovereignty. And, you know, some, Brother Bram says the most difficult portion of Scripture. And he goes, some will have real trouble with this. But he goes, yeah, he's he's God. He's God. And he goes, you just have to accept this by faith. Amen? By faith. And so there are those that have their names on the book of life, not removed, which we've spoken who they would be. They did not have the Holy Spirit, so they missed being the bride. Okay, they missed being the bride. How incredible. Now, I'm always... Always, not wonder, but um, scripture says, "I will not, I will not forget a cup of cold water." Right? Not remember, not forget a cup of cold water. There's people that can enter into the kingdom of God by being good to the bride. Brother Ram talks about this, and I and I just pondered that a little bit because here, you actually, as bride of Christ, as the chosen seed of Jesus, names on the book of life that cannot be removed. You actually have the ability. To extend somebody who is good to you, who does something for you, because of who you are, not because they have any intention, but they do something for you. Or they, they, they're they good to the bride, and you act through that, their names are, when they come up to white throne judgment, that comes up before, and there's those that will come in, and their names are not removed. I find what incredible aspect that the bride actually has, that they can give or have that opportunity to allow somebody actually to make it because they were good to you. I find that incredible. And I, I, I remember talking to, to somebody. I said, be, be care, "Don't allow certain situations that would cause somebody to say something that would hinder maybe their eternal, where, where they'd be etern, eternally." These are just 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 thoughts. Just like I said, a little Sunday morning. Sunday school lesson a little bit as we work through through this little part. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. This is Revelation three five. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. So that, but Abraham says that there's another group. He said, thirdly. There are the borderline Christians. Such as we saw in Israel coming out of Egypt. These had their names in the book of life. And their works written in the books. These having failed to obey. Being void of the spirit. Though even the signs and wonders were amongst them. Will have their names removed from the book of life. My. He said amongst these will be ones like Judas. Who entirely void of the spirit. But are religious. Will have manifestation in their lives. And though on the books were not the elected in him. He said so was Balaam. Coming All just so close. But not able to go all the way. Not able to go all the way. Son and daughter of God. That's in them. To go all the way. Amen. And that's where Brother Branham, that's where the quote comes from. He says, make no mistake. It's because he's referencing Judas, who had a ministry and power granted unto him. He healed the sick, cast out devils in Jesus' name. But when the showdown came, when the showdown came, he sold out for gold and political power. He did not go up to Pentecost to receive the Spirit of God. He was devoid of the Spirit. And the separating came. Amen. And that's where he says, make no mistake. Truly baptized by the Holy Ghost, this, and the fullness of the Spirit will be in, they will go, those baptized will go. All the way. Evidence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have a lot more in there. But I'm not going to go through it at all. I say that's what a critical aspect. We can't just take apart. But we must eat the book. All of it. All of it. We cannot just set aside says, Well, I don't really like that part. I don't really want to do that part of the scripture. I don't want to, you know. Act like I should, or maybe the, how the scripture outlines us to act and to dress in our conduct, or different things. No, it's all the way. It's all the way. Amen. Hebrews. He says Hebrews six, he says that Hebrews six one and nine speaks of which were, which was brought out so carefully, which is those that have tasted of, of the Spirit of God. That's where Hebrews six, that the scriptures he goes, you can't go along with just part of the word. You have to take all the word, one hundred percent. Though there are people seemed involved in the things of God almost one hundred percent, they are like Judas. No one but Jesus knew exactly what kind of person he was. But it, it, it so came the day, and Judas did exactly what Israel did at Baal Peor, and that's where if we go in the Old Testament. Dan and, and uh, Ephraim were, were removed out of the names. If you go in 144,000, they're not. Their names were blotted out from, from idolatry. From idolatry. God hated, hates idolatry and serving another God. That's referenced spiritual fornication where you're, where you're worshiping other gods and God despises that so much. He removed them and blotted their names from under heaven and removed their tribes from out of the 144,000. Powerful powerful fourth, fourth group but Abraham says fourth and finally there's names that were not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world and he said these are all those others that were, were never never part of God's uh, plan he says surely he goes there's a place that their names could be but they're not on the book of life of the lamb slain before the foundation of the world and this is the group with such that are fair, such he goes as Pharaoh it says of him even for this same purpose have I raised the up vessels of wrath fitted to destruction and he says it's hard to comprehend that there are those that are reserved to that. But God's purpose, it must be fulfilled. He is God. And he does what he wills. And this is where, when I just read, I was going through all this. I said, my Lord Jesus. How thankful I am that the tug of God is in my heart. And, I want, and my desire to go all the way He called me by name. How do I know? Because He's pulling me, and I want more of You, God. I want Your Spirit to outpour through me. I want Your life to be. I want my life to be an image of You. I want that original seed that went into the ground, and Jesus Christ, and that life to come back up as it start came up through the ages, and now in my own life, may that manifest the original seed life through me. This is the chosen. Those that are chosen, that's the desire they have. Amen. That's how. How do I know? How do I know it's my name He's calling? Because what are you being tugged by? What are you being pulled by? Hey Amen. You're not pecking in some barnyard as Brother Brown talks about. No, you're saying, there's something more than this. This is just cat scratch, chicken scratch, garbage food. I need more. My heart craves for more of God. That's how you know your name was put somewhere far beyond in a book because you're being called. Where is it? Where is it? And when it struck the seed, you said, That's for me. Why? Because your name was written long before in an area in a book of life and it can never be removed amen that's why we go through that's why the word has to be preached we are judged here by the word amen but abraham says the ones who qualify for the first resurrection rapture bride are not in the judgment John said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. He said, that's the believer is already, already the recipient of eternal life. They shall not come into the judgment is what it really says. It says it shall not come into condemnation. It says it shall not come into judgment, but is passed permanently from death unto life. That's why the word comes forth. That's why the word has to cut. That's why it has to remove. And it can hurt sometimes. Because it's here that God's trying to form us and bring us up into his image. You do cannot resent that or reject that. We're chastised. You say, Lord, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, cut me. Do whatever you need to do. Shave off, sand off, rub off. Whatever you need to do on this image that I can become the image of Almighty God. Because I'm wanting to pass from death unto life. Amen. Amen. Whatever you need to do, we ain't going through no tribulation period. He says you're going to rapture one of these days. You're going to rapture one of these days. Certainly, do we? Why you tell you? Why you have to be judged? He stood my. Why you have to be judged? He goes. He stood my tribulation. Jesus Christ, there's my tribulation taking place. I accept him and free. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Amen. I'll pass over you. He says that is the record. God hath given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Scripture says. He that hath the son. Hath life. Amen. Eternal. And he that not. He that does not have the son. Hath not life. Eternal. And so those that have life. Were in him before the foundation. And were chosen in him. Before the foundation of the world. Amen. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Lord, that you chose me, that you chose me, that my name, as we, in scripture, I redeemed thee. I called thee by thy name, by thy name. As we go into this next little part here, making your calling and election sure. That's why the new birth is vital. The Holy Spirit outpouring and filling of your your soul is vital. We don't just preach, as the scripture says, cunningly devised fables and stories, but it's the word of our day and it's out to seek and save that which is lost. Amen? Because he's those. There's a name. If there's a name there, he's going to find it. If it's still lost, if it's still needing God's God's saving grace, he's out there to seek and save that which is lost. And his words went forth. Why? Because the name is there. You might have a son, you might have a daughter, you might have a spouse. You can believe for them. Why? Because their name is there. Amen. And God's word's going to go forth. At some time, at some moment, there's going to be a moment for them. We cannot rush God's time. But if the name is there, ain't nothing stopping it nothing stopping it impossible because god knew it long before the foundation of the world he says then now if jesus defeated satan upon faith upon the faith of knowing who he was jesus defeated satan upon faith of knowing who he was jesus knew exactly who he was we talked about that last night. He stepped out onto the onto the into the with the man of Gadarenes and Gadaria. He knew exactly who he was. Satan didn't quite have it, but he knew who he was. Amen. So he but around says if Jesus defeated Satan on that ground, he was predestinated creature. He goes, "Are you ready? What about the predestinated bride of Jesus Christ now?" Powerful. What about you now? What about that? He says, do you believe the bride's predestinated? Do you believe the bride's predestinated? has to be. I knew thee by name. I've redeemed thee. I've called thee. You are ordained. I have chosen you. You didn't choose. I chose you. You are predestinated. So he says, the predestinated bride of Christ now, the church, the word seed with everything that God promised to be put in the church is in it right now. It's in it now. If Jesus, knowing who he was, then the predestinated bride of Jesus Christ, now, he says, it's in it right now. Then what's left? What do you need to defeat Satan? Nothing. It's in you now. It's in you now. Amen. Everything he said is in order. The Holy Spirit's been given. Seeds been sowed. Evening lights have been shining. The son of Sodom, the son that Jesus promised is here. Malachi 4, a predestinated church. Oh, devil. (laughs) Oh devil, he says. Church of the Living God, here and on tape. That's me and you. It's me and you. He says, "Do you know where you stand? Do we? Do we know where we stand? Let's rise up, church. Come on. Recognizing I'm a chosen seed. I'm chosen. Recognizing who I am. You're picked. You're number one pick." You're number one pick. You're not left standing at the fence. Um, anybody picking me? No, God's like, you know, she's mine. He's mine. First pick, first pick, first pick. You were chosen, predestinated, elected, amen, in his mind long before the foundation. Do you know that you are called of God, that the Holy Ghost reigns in your heart, and every word of God is real to you? Oh, brother, how is Satan's going to stand against that? How is he going to stand against that? He can't. He cannot stand against that. Here's how he's going to stop. How is he going to stop that from growing? How is he going to keep them signs from following? Why you could throw them in jail. He said they rotted in jails. They fed them to lions. They saw them asunder. They burned them to pieces. You can't kill it, right? A church that's predestinated. Those who he foreknew. Like he did Jesus. He called. He justified. And those he justified. He glorified. Predestinated. Glory. Amen. He has it. He ends that quote, he was right here in the last day, knowing where they're standing, sowed with seed, with the Holy Spirit in the church. Satan, be careful. (laughs) I highlighted that, bolded it up, extra big font, underlined it, put it green. Satan, be careful. Amen. I'm walking out these doors. Satan, I am a chosen seed of Jesus Christ. Known before the foundation of the world. My name, unetchable, unbloodable. It cannot be removed. Maybe I trip. Maybe I fall. But I got the blood of Jesus Christ that covers me from all sin. I've passed from death into life. There's no condemnation. There's no guilt. There's no failure. There's no nothing. My name is there. Satan, be careful. That's why you can be a fearless David, a fearless Daniel, a fearless JL, a fearless Rahab, a fearless bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. So saints. Let's not live underprivileged. Let's not live underprivileged. That'd be pretty. Imagine Jesus looking down, he says, She's my queen. That's that's my bride. Why is she not taking what I've given her? Why, why is she living in in muck and, and you know has some you know second own stuff? Or no, he's like I provided her everything. She can, she's, she's a queen of heaven. I've given her all she needs. And we're not Let us not go forward, not recognizing and living under privilege, not claiming what is our inheritance, what He gave us. Amen. You know. I watched just said that I achieved my activity goals. <laughs> if I can achieve my activity goals serving him, glory. Amen. Say, so how did you achieve your activity goal today? By telling the devil that I'm chosen. Amen. By telling him I ain't fearing you. I ain't fearing what you tell me. It don't really matter because my name is unblottable out of the book of life. Take that, Satan. Brother Brown says that's the saddest thing I ever seen. Men who was made to be sons of God, and yet let the devil tie them down under their God-given privileges, trap them, put them in a place. The days of miracles passed. There's no such thing as divine healing. There's no more miracles in the church. You can't do. You can't step on faith. Oh, that's you don't have enough faith to claim your healing. No, no. That's living under a God-given privilege and it's the devil speaking doubt. He says, oh, them things passed long ago. Sad sight to see a man in that shape when God made him in his image. I don't really care how long. I don't care what you have to say. Just step out and stand your ground in faith in God's word and everything else doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Privilege. Privilege is a special right. It's an advantage. It's an immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group. This is a privilege. Okay. It's a special right, advantage, or immunity granted. Immunity. The ability of an organism to resist, to resist a particular infection or toxin. Sounds like where we're living today, huh? So a a privilege is, is in some cases an immunity. There's a lot of desire for immunity these days, isn't there? Lots of desire for a vaccine that can stop something from entering their or taking over their body, and so we have. My goodness, people are clamoring for their turn, trying to wait for their time. Up in Canada, you know, when's my age group? When's my age group? And but they have faith. They have faith in some man's device. Okay, they have faith in this vaccine. It's going to heal me. But what about the inoculation of of God's word? It's a privilege, to, right here. It's my privilege to get a shot, to be immune. What about getting what? The, what about the privilege of getting a shot of God's word, so that you can resist the enemy? Amen. Now, but Brown says, "Now you go ahead and get those artificial shots if you want. You make yourself an artificial Christian. You don't want that. Don't settle for a lifeless. Just go to church." Still, still walk with God. No moving or nothing. No, because you can get the privilege of God's word. He says, "Well, I just thought, you know, well, I go to certain church, or you know, my daddy or my mommy or certain people." Said, "No." I said, "You know that a vaccine is non-transferable. I can't live off. If I had to get vaccinated, David, you got vaccinated. Your vaccine means nothing to me. I can't vicariously be immune to anything." through david impossible okay and it's impossible for any child or anyone to say well my daddy goes to church and i live off my mommy's walk it's impossible you can't live off your mommy's vaccine your her mom your mommy's vaccination it's individual that you all need to have your own shot of the word of god in your life amen He says you can't have life only through Christ. And now what does his word do? It builds up your spiritual body. Strong as we commune with him. To resist the devil. What a privilege. What a privilege. Don't live underprivileged. Amen. Get the shot of God's word. To resist the devil. So you can be strong. Build up your spiritual body. So you can commune with him. And you can't do that through someone else's vaccination. It's impossible. And you know what? When the virus hits somebody when they, I don't care about this virus anything anything you know generally, who's not vaccinated? who did it? if you get old days of the old vaccines and certain things, if someone gets hit you say no they, they, they didn't get vaccinated and so when the evilness of this world's going through and some and you say, hey, no, the word of God's not living in that life any of the word of God in our life. It needs to be a personal walk. We need to be resistant against the enemy of this dark day. And that's through the word of God. And this doesn't have an effective rate of 60%. This isn't 95% effective. I need the Pfizer vaccine because it's 96% efficacy rate. Hundred percent effective to the enemy of this evil age. A hundred percent. Amen. This is what you need. If you don't have it, the virus of the enemy of the devil is out to get you. He say Lord, I need a vaccine today. And if your heart is calling for that, it's because your name was written in a book long before the foundation saying, I need the vaccine of your word, God. It's here. It's here. It's here. Hundred percent. Hundred percent amen my word abides in you then ask what you will ask what you will this morning if my word abides in you then you ask what you will and it will be done for you there you are that's true see what do you do you're building up your body to inoculation amen you're building up your body see you're built up what? you got communion in the Word, and you're inoculated from it. Nothing can touch you when you're inoculated by the Word of God. Amen. Amen. We're not living underprivileged in this day and age. And if a bunch of nonsense comes in, what is it? Has no word in it? Then you're sure it's wrong. I don't care what real looks like. If it's not in the Word, leave it alone. Right there. He said, leave it alone. I don't care what it does, it must compare. To the Word of God, and I was thinking about un- under privilege. as a bride of Jesus, as we wind down a little bit here. I lost my space in my notes. Sorry. Everyone knows. Anybody knows the story of the little. but Abraham says I just came from India here not long ago. They heard of a woman that lives over there. She was poverty stricken, and she, she had to she uh, her son had went to India to be a doctor, and he went over there and he got away in his medical practice, and so now they were they were living in two different places, and uh, and I believe he was an electrical engineer. He said or something. A woman this woman this woman got poverty stricken. She didn't have nothing, and so charity was trying to come and take care of her. So you know some Good Samaritan type groups, and they investigated. He said when they investigated, they found that this woman had you know had one support, and that was the son. And that was, he was a very wealthy man from India. She said, "Well, why doesn't your son support you?" She said, "Oh, I just couldn't ask him. I just couldn't ask him," said his mother. He said, "I'd just rather take charity than ask my son." Well, do you ever hear from him? Oh, I hear from him at least once or twice a month. He writes me some of the most sweetest letters that I, you ever read. said, "Well, but looked, if he loved your, his mother enough, he'd have plenty of money, he'd be trying to take care of you and you know, care of her instead of just going to have her go to charity. You know, like a welfare or something like that. And she said, "Well, perhaps if he knew I was this way, he said he could take care of me." But said, "You know, he doesn't know it, and I just feel embarrassed to tell my son like that." But he still writes. He still writes his sweet letters. Oh yeah, some of the sweetest letters he sends me. Pretty pictures, you ever seen, mom? Oh, pretty pictures. She said, well, let's see some of them pretty pictures. So she went to her Bible and started looking. Finds and their Bible had some pretty pictures. These little letters. And she had thousands of dollars converted from India money into American money. Here in her Bible, he sends me pretty pictures. They're beautiful. And here they were. What was it? He said in the lids of her Bible, she had treasures she thought was just pictures. Come to find out his real value. She had money. He's being sent her every month. Oh, these look like nice little bank drafts. These nice little pretty pictures. Taj Mahal on it. And here she is, rich as you ever get. Because he's providing for her. And you don't know it. She didn't know it. It's underprivileged. Here you have, in your scriptures, all the promises that God has given us. Like, oh, do I even know what's in there? It's right here. We can't be living underprivileged saints. Amen? Maybe we're just not getting into it. If you haven't read, when you read, read a certain, and you know what, you can read it once, you can read it twice, you can read it 40 times, you're like, oh my goodness, amazing, I never saw that scripture before. Why? Because it's the inspired word of God, down through the ages, thousands and thousands of years, it will never grow old, it will constantly uphold you, constantly strengthen you. Amen. He said, don't you believe it? Them's not pictures. God Almighty sent that message to you. He says, that's right. It's for you and your children. To them that's afar off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. God's still God. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's right here tonight to save the lost, heal the sick, and fill with the Holy Spirit. Those who desire to be filled. That's being privileged. Not underprivileged. And losing out what God has promised for us. Amen. He didn't send us pretty pictures. Just to look at and hang on a wall. He sent us a word that we take and we eat it up and become the Word and become the image of Jesus Christ, because we're chosen seeds of Israel. Amen, musicians, why don't you come? Amen, I want you to walk away from here this morning, say, Lord, I am chosen. You had Brother Tom here a few weeks ago and he said, he was speaking about opening the sacks. He did not? He preached on that. And I just said, you know. I said, what sacks have you torn into since he left? What sacks have you torn into? What promises have you delved into in your life? I said, Lord. I said, be fearless. But her time was watching, it, I was just saying, come on, somebody. Come on, reach in there and tear open those sacks. Reach in there. Grab a promise. Hold on to it. Whatever's going on in your mind, in your heart, say, oh, God, that's mine. That's mine. I'm telling you, I'm receiving my family. I'm receiving my healing. I'm receiving a personal walk with God. I'm receiving it. I said, Lord, reach out somebody. Grab a hold of it. Reach the throne of heaven. Amen. I was desiring it for you. So you say, well, in our last message, you say, well, I'm no David, and I'm no Joshua, and I'm no Shamgar. Nope, you're not. You're not. You're the bride of Jesus Christ. Chosen with your name written on a book never ever to be removed. And so, saints, rise up and let's take what God has given us in this day to walk overcomers. Scripture to him that overcomes, will I not blot out, is what the scripture is saying. That's you and that's me. Amen. You know what I want to sing today? I have a grand song because it just resonates my heart arise quite literally Let's stand and possess your inheritance right but Ryan we know this one right yes we do amen we were singing with some passion last night because it meant something to us and I want you to sing this arise I want to sing the first verse and the second verse yes entangled with heavy chains of captivity, bruised and battered by sin. One time we were, ha, but we arose because we recognized, no, 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 my name was written. I was called by a heavenly voice. Let's sing this. Oh, entangled with heavy
1: chains of captivity.
4: Had part two going on because we had a SAR tech and a search and rescue technician coming this age, a message coming this age to get us out of the emergency of Laodicea. Amen. Yes. I could have, I should have said, Keep preaching, Dad. Go no part, part two. That's where we are. Amen. Arise this morning. I want to sing another song. Man, I love these songs. The original life. God's attributes were. Manifested to his pride this last day in those verses of that song that we recognize what we're saying go to I think that third verse who's ever on the slides or the second verse second verse of the second verse we are the word made flesh today this is what the scriptures say and our names are seen within redeemed and perfect without sin oh yes we are anointed and inspired Just put that on some some piece of paper. Put that on your dashboard in your car. And if you need to go in a difficult time, just whoop, flip that verse down and say, Oh my, I'm the word made flesh today. This is what the scriptures say. I can tell you, whatever demon, whatever doubt, or whatever's coming on, you just flip that down. I'm sorry, devil. I'm the word. I'm anointed for this hour. Whoop, put that back up. That's what you need. You just keep that in front of you. You bet you'll be anointed to take on whatever you got in this world. Amen. Amen. Bye. Love it. Glory, David. Like I could told better, Andrew. We ain't got. If this isn't worth shouting about, ain't worth being happy about. Go find something else. Amen. Amen. If you don't love your God with passion, well, pray the Lord just pours fire on you. Amen. We're well, down at the cross where my your died. Down. Hey Play- week this week. I get the privilege I'll be here all this week and get to spend some time with all of you. That's my, I feel like I'm on a holiday because <laughs> I get to spend it with everybody here. So I'm just uh, thrilled I'll be in Blaine and we'll spend the week with you here. We'll see you next Sunday as well. Next Sunday we'll be having uh, Sunday morning service uh, up north and Sunday evening service will be here. And so that'll be the schedule Wednesday as normal. Have you enjoyed them in the morning? Amen. Amen. Well, Michael, you want to come and close them with a prayer? Amen. Thank the Lord for this little weekend we were able to have. God bless you. Heavenly Father, truly we are so grateful that you have chosen us in this day, Lord. For nothing we could do, nothing that we could say, nothing we've done. Could ever merit the grace that You bestowed upon us, Lord? We talk about drafts and times when people have been chosen in sports, and they've worked their whole lives for it. They've sacrificed so much. They've ran fast. They've jumped higher. They've done so much to achieve that. But Lord, yet You've chosen us, and we've done nothing. You just you just came along one day, and like a slave market one day, and You chose us, Lord. We're so thankful for that calling and that election, Lord, and we—that's what our souls are resting on we thankful for this time we've had together, Lord. Maybe it's been unfamiliar circumstances the past several months. But, Lord, truly your presence has not been unfamiliar. We are so grateful for that. Be with us now, we pray. We thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. May the Lord just go with you through the day just a single service. Don't run away so fast. Just got to shake your hand. I gotta greet you. So don't do that. But last you can't leave real quick because I gotta shake your hand and say hello. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. In Jesus' name you're dismissed. Amen.